wait till they get older. They're going to be smack dab in the middle of some great blessings. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray and we'll get into the word this morning. Father, right now in Jesus name, we open our hearts to the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher. We believe in Jesus name for the anointing upon my life to present the truth of the word. And I believe for the anointing upon these people, upon their eyes, upon their ears, to see the word as it's meant to be seen, to hear the word as it's meant to be heard. I believe that their hearts are fertile ground for the seed and water of the word. And we look to you, Father God, for the increase now. And Lord, I believe in Jesus' name that by your grace, I'm going to be looking at a bunch of people this morning who are not just hearers of the word of God, but doers thereof. And because we're doers, we shall be blessed. And we give you the praise and glory for all of these things now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, we've been in a study in here on and off for the past few weeks. I've titled Living the Blessed Life. Living the Blessed Life. Hopefully, everybody in here has a desire to live blessed, to live a life blessed beyond measure. Amen. I, I, I want to get to the place where all my bills are paid for. I mean, and where we don't owe man anything but love. I want to get to the place where when, when my paycheck comes in, the majority of it is either going to put into store or to sow seed. I want to be a great blessing to the body of Christ. I want to be a great blessing into the kingdom of God. I want to sow big seed. How about you? And you know what happens when you sow big seed? I've already said it to you today. You sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. It sets in motion a, a, a principle, a law. And once you put it into motion, it always works. Do you ever doubt for a moment if you climbed up on top of this roof that you would float away? Why? Because of the law of? Does the law of gravity work for everybody the same? There's nobody in here that would float away besides my son. He just raised his hand. That is weird. But anyway... <laughs> The law of gravity works every time, right? It works every time for everybody. And this, it's the exact same with spiritual laws. In fact, I'd say how much more where spiritual laws work all the time. Because God's the one who established them. Are you hearing me? And so when we put into motion the law of sowing and reaping, you can expect exactly what God said is going to happen is going to happen. I want to get to that place. I said I want to get to that place. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It will not happen unless I do the word of God. I am convinced I was over at Missoula last weekend talking with Pastor Jim and, and Pastor Donna over there at Missoula Bible Church. And we're sitting in their house. And I was just saying to him, I've been asking God, show me. Show me what's going on. Because there are all kinds of things happening right now in the church world, and a lot of it isn't good. I mean, I'm hearing about ministers traveling all over the place. I'm hearing about different ones going to, I mean, I'm talking all over the United States, really all over the world. And I'm hearing about where people aren't going to church anymore. They're not showing up at church any longer. They don't think they have to go to church. They don't think their church has done them any good. They feel like God has let them down. I'm going to tell you a little secret here. God will never let you down. I don't know if you heard me or not, but God will never let you down. I know not only because I've got God's word on it, but also because of experience in my life. At my lowest, and I've been mighty low in my life, 
at my lowest, guess what? God was there. I know my God will never leave me nor forsake me. I said, I know my God will never leave me nor forsake me. Hallelujah. But I'm hearing about all these churches, people leaving the church. I'm like, going, what is going on, God? Why is this happening? Why does it seem like in this day and hour, when there's so much darkness out there in this world, I see things happening, and I'm telling you, I, I, I'm, my flesh gets stirred up. I said, my flesh gets stirred up. My flesh wants to react like I see them people on them videos reacting. I want to get smack dab in the middle of it. But my heart is crying out and saying, God, why is this happening like this? Why do people stand back and let that kind of junk go on? The darkness grows darker. I am convinced we're living in the last days. And you've heard me say this before. But I believe the devil's backed up against the wall. And he's flailing. He's flailing away. Because he knows his time is almost Listen to me. The darkness grows darker. But hallelujah, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you and me. And that glory shall be seen amongst the nations. That glory shall be seen amongst those who don't know the Lord as of yet. The world out there is growing darker. Guess what they need? They need the light. We is the light. Amen. I want to make a difference in this world for Jesus Christ. How about you? I want to be so blessed, I can't contain it. So blessed, I got to give it away. Sounds like a song. But it's true. I want you blessed. I want you blessed. Are you listening? I want you blessed. And there's a way... That God has made for us to be blessed. We looked at the scripture, but it bears repeating this morning. James 1, verse 22 says, But be, everybody say doers. But be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. Again, you can see right there, when you don't do the word, you're deceiving yourself. You're basically siding in with the devil and helping him do what he wants to do in your life. Is be deceived. Ouch. I want to say this too, real quickly. And, and I, I said this at the end of the last time I was preaching. But sometimes by the end of preaching, a lot of people have already fallen asleep. Not anybody in this church, of course, as I look upward. Anyway... People have been deceived into thinking if they come to church and they gather knowledge about a certain, inf they gather information about the word, they sit in church and they hear the word, that that's going to make everything rosy posy in their lives. I showed up at church. Yay. I got up and went to church. Now my life is going to be so blessed. No, it's not. Because as we can see right here, it's the doer. You're called to be a doer, a doer. Everybody say a doer, a doer of the word. Verse 23 says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Verse 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. 
What is the perfect law of liberty? The Bible. The Bible. That is what sets you free. The Bible is what sets you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's the word you know and the word you do that makes us free. That's why it's called the perfect law of liberty. And when we look into that perfect law of liberty and continue in it, and we're not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one, everybody say this one. Everybody say this one means me. This one will be blessed in what he does. There's your answer. There it is. Do the word, hear the word. No, that's what you got to understand. Hearing the word is part of the process of doing the word. In other words, you can't do the word unless you first hear the word. Amen. And you got to keep the word before you all the time. I mean, what does the Bible tell us in James 1? We must continue in it right there. Continue in it. What does the Bible tell us in Joshua 1.8? We're supposed to meditate in the word day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. And then what does uh, Proverbs chapter 4 say? The word of God is not supposed to depart from before our eyes. Now I know that some people will go to an extreme where these kinds of things are concerned. But the, I believe what the word, what God is saying to us is simply keep me and my word in remembrance. Constantly keep it before you. Because I'll use Megan in her testimony. What if she had instead of saying, no, I'm gonna, I, I trust you, God. You're going to come through for me, God. What if she said, kill me, $1,200. What's wrong with you, boy? I want to get a new, I want to get some new clothes for me and Nisi. What's up? You know, that's the easy, that's, you know, probably very easy to do when you get faced with something like that. And she might have done it somewhat, a little bit at first. But you know what? You can learn something from that too. When you find yourself starting to gravitate and do the things of the flesh, because that's what that is, you can stop yourself and say, nope, 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 I'm not going that way. I'm going to speak out what the Word says. I'm trusting in my God to come through for me like he, has all, he always will and he always, he always has and he always will. There you go. Amen. So what am I saying to you? Don't, get be- don't beat yourself up if you find yourself doing something of the flesh right away. We all have flesh. And if you have ever w- woken up in the morning, your flesh loves to be catered to. Am I the only one whose flesh, when you get up, says, come on, feed me, or go to the bathroom, or clean me up, or doing something like that, amen? Okay, I guess I'll go behind the pulpit. And... <laughs> amen. We need... To do the word. And I know that's so simple. I realize that's so simple. But unless you're doing the word, again, you're self-deceiving. You're, you're, you're deceiving yourself. I don't want to see anybody in here living, li- living in deception. And I'm going to say this. When I was talking about those churches and all these people that are leaving the church, you know what they're right now is happening? They've been self-deceived. 
Because that's what God told me. There are so many people out there who are not doers of the word. I'm assuming it's so quiet right now and I'm not hearing a bunch of amens because, because sometimes you find yourself being like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to tell you a little secret. Your pastor gets his feet stepped on just as much as you do. You know what I'm talking about. Something comes forth. The Holy Spirit says something. And I'm up here in my mind thinking, ouch. But I'm continuing to smile and say forth what God is telling me to say. In other words, when I'm preaching at you, I'm also preaching at me. And it's neat. I was talking to Pastor Jim about this the other day too. It's such an honor to be up here preaching the word of God and God, that anointing comes on your life and you begin to say stuff that you haven't even been studying or, you know what I'm saying, and stuff you have, you've been looking over. It's flowing out of you by the Spirit of God. What an honor that is. But many times when that happens, God is speaking that to me just as much as he's speaking it to you. And it's not always easy to receive it. Am I the only one that's like that? I mean, have you ever had your toe stepped on before? Who has never had their toe stepped on before? Okay, come here, Becky. I'm going to step on your toe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not a pleasant thing is what I'm trying to say. But guess where it's not pleasant? In your flesh, right? But in your heart, you're saying, yes, I want this. One of the things God says in, in his word is we're called to be meek. You know what that means? To be teachable. We've got to maintain a teachability about us. Never get to the place where you think you know it all. You should never come to church. Even if I say the same uh, scripture over and over and over again. Even if I preach the same sermon every Sunday. You ought to come in and say, God, I'm expecting you to show me something new. New revelation. Hallelujah. Hello. I want to remain meek always. And so if the spirit of God is saying something to us, I'm gonna, I want to be right there saying, okay, God, I want to make that adjustment in my life. I want to make the changes in my life. God, I'm getting so far ahead of myself, but that's okay. God never wants us to do these things to, to, to put us into bondage, to, to keep us from having fun, to, to make us into religious nuts. He wants us to do this because he knows this is how we're going to live free. This is how we're going to live blessed. This is how we're going to live successfully and, and prosperously, amen. By being a doer of the word of God. So hearing is important, but we cannot stop there. You've got to be a doer of the word. Amen. Do you understand if God asks you to do it, and this is how good our God is. If God asks you to do something, he gives you the grace to do it. What does that mean? That means he gives you that divine enablement to do what you in your mind are saying, I can't do that. He gives you grace. Hallelujah. And what does that mean then when you step out and do it? Guess who gets all the glory? You. Him. Woo! I say glory to God. I thank you, Lord. Your grace is sufficient for me. Amen. How many want to live blessed in here? How many want to have, I mean, live blessed, 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 
Blessed coming in, blessed going out. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Whatever you set your hand to is blessed. My son is blessed. My daughter-in-law is blessed. Even Sarah, glory to God, is blessed. All of us. That's why I say it all the time. This church is blessed. Blessed. Woo! Glory to God. See, this church practices what it preaches. So I told you about the seed we've just sown. Are you a part of this church? Then you just played a role into sowing, into spreading the word of God throughout the world. You just did it. You just did the word. Did, it, did anybody kind of get hurt by knowing that? Do you feel like God let you down because you had to do that? No! God will never do it to cause you harm. God leads us to do it because it sets us up, positions us to receive his blessings. And the more we do it, the more he blesses us. Glory to God! The more he'll tap us on his shoulder because he knows we will be faithful. And when we're faithful and we do it, more blessing. Glory to God. You like that little dancing line? Yeah, all right. Moving on from that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, am, I have no idea where I'm at in the world. In, my, in, this, in this message. But that's okay. Glory to God. Now I want to say this to you. I've said this to you before. God will not hold us accountable for the things we do not know. Did you hear that? But he expects us to walk in the light of what we do know. Now, let <laughs> me say this as far as, I know sometimes that mentality, God won't hold us in the light. I mean, won't hold us accountable for what we don't know. Sometimes people think, I don't know much. I like right where I'm at. I know how, I got my ticket into heaven and I'm good. You know what that is? That's being deceived. Because again, it's, it's having the mentality that God is going to ask us to do something that's going to harm us. Or it's going to be so hard. And, and I don't want to do that, God. Oh, you're being self-deceived. You're, you're, you're basically helping the enemy. I want to know as much about God and his word as I possibly can. And then I want to be, by God's grace, turn around and be a doer. Because then I know I'm going to be blessed, 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 blessed. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm saying? God's word says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. What kind of knowledge are we lacking in? What the word says. So you should want as a Christian to know what the Bible says. You should. This Bible should be so precious to you. This Bible, not mine, this is precious to me. But the word of God should be so precious to us. This is Life and spirit to us. You know what I'm saying? The more of this we get in here, the more we're going to succeed in life. We should want, you should feed on the Bible. Constantly reading your word. I mean, I, again, I've said to people, and listen to me, this is so important. If you're going to read your Bible, read the New Testament. Spend the majority of your time in the New Testament. Then, as you continue to grow in the things of God, then you can start reading from the Old Testament. 
Because there's a lot of things in the Old Testament, and when you're young in the Lord, you're going to really say, what's that mean? I can still read things in the Old Testament after I don't know how many years I've been walking with the Lord, since 1991. How many years is that? Nine, 19, that's 27 years. Seriously walking with the Lord. But there's still times I'm reading from the Old Testament, my head's going, tilt, tilt, tilt. But I have come to the realization as I feed on, feast on, I'll say it that way, feast on the New Testament. I read the New Testament every year. I read through the New Testament. And guess what? You can too. Yay! We have a, ouch, who put that there? We have a study that we follow after. What's it called? Five by five by five? And it's so simple. You read for five days. It tells you what to read. A chapter in, in the New Testament. And then after five days, you have two days to kind of either catch up or to just kind of meditate on what you've read. It's awesome. I love it. Reading through the Bible, the New Testament, which is for us every year. Okay. How many of you can do it? I'm glad for those few hands that went up. I mean, there's more someone like this about this. I, I, can, I can do it. You should desire this. As a Christian, this is life to us. Yay. I love natural food. Can you tell? No comments. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I enjoy eating a good meal. And, you know, of course, everybody knows where I'm going to go with this. If I was at Papacitos right now, with those smells wafting up into my nostrils, and they came and set those fresh, hot chips before me, with that homemade salsa, I'll say it the way I want to say it. They set that before me, and I take a, just take one of those chips and put it in my mouth. Ooh, the angels in my mouth begin to sing. I'm a happy man. And then when they bring the fajitas, it's, I mean, I, it's, it's about as close to heaven as I can get, right? No, I'm just kidding. No. But it's really good because I enjoy eating good food. It's something I enjoy to do. Now, I'm going to ask the question, how many of you enjoy eating? Hopefully, everybody's going to raise your hand on that one because otherwise, you, if you enjoy eating natural food, guess what? This, this body Needs natural food. But you are not a body. This is not the real Jimmy. The real Jimmy is on the inside. Jimmy is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in this body. And so if his spirit is the real him, what should he be feeding the most? His physical body or his spirit? And yet most Christians try to survive on just a few little snacks throughout the week. How many of you get Pastor Jones' uh, blog on a, on a daily basis? She does it, what, Monday through Friday? All right, there's a great way for you to hear the word, read the word. And what, is it just basically that long? Uh, you know, paragraph long, not even that long? There's it right there. That's a way to read the word. Five days out of the week right there. Meditate on that. But I encourage you to feed your spirit man. I encourage you to get tanked up on the holy word of God. Because when you know the word, you're not going to be susceptible to the deceptions of the enemy. Did you hear what I just said? 
But hear me now. If you're hearing the word of God, but you're not doing the word of God, it's just as if you had never heard the word of God. Because you're going to get the exact same results. Nothing. Wow. Isn't that the truth? And I better get going. I could just keep on going right here. We're called to be doers of the word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm going to say this. This is what the Lord showed me yesterday. Being a doer of the word should be as simple for us as Christians as taking our next breath. Did you hear that? In other words, being a doer is simply stepping out and being who we are. How many know that we are called believers? A fish swims. A dog barks. A cat meows. Believers. Okay, there's three of you got it. Believers. Believe. Believe. Are you catching what I'm saying? Believing is doing in the eyes of God. Because when you believe it, you're going to do it. We're called to believe in God. We're called to believe in His Word. It should be very simple for us to be doers of the Word. I believe God is is faithful. I believe if I sit in this chair, this chair is going to uphold my weight. Now, I know that might be a simple statement for a lot of people. But I've sat in chairs before where they did not uphold my weight. And it was not a pleasant experience. Except for those around. <laughs> but I believe if I sat in this chair, it's going to hold me. Hold my weight. Because why? Because I've sat in it. And it's held my weight. And I've sat in it. And it's held my weight. I believe it will keep holding up my weight. I believe in this chair. Thank you, chair. How much more should it be easy for us to believe in Almighty God? He cannot lie. It's impossible for him to do so. If God said it, he will do it. As long as we first do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying here this morning? Being a doer is not should not be a struggle for us. I am now a believer. And one of the things, and I, I, I was, who am I saying this to? I don't know. Maybe Pastor Jim too. But I was just say, talking about, we've been listening to Andrew Womack. Did you go, you go to his school? Oh, man. I have started to listen to him a lot. And I'll tell you what, that brother right there will, you talk about challenging you. But he's also blesses the tar out of you. You know, I, after, you know when it was my 10-year anniversary, we, I mean, right before our 10-year anniversary, we had gone over there, and most of you know this already. We went over there to uh, Rama, and while I was over there, uh, we were having a Holy Ghost move, and I came rising up. When I was coming rising up, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said this, you're just getting started. And I was like, going, God, we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. And he said, you're just getting started. Then I heard Andrew Womack say, after 32 years, the Lord spoke that to his heart. You're just getting started. I'm not going, well, praise the Lord. I'm not the only one like that. And actually, and then Steve uh, Spears brought this up. That's, the Lord said the same thing to Brother Hagin. 
after pastoring, what, four or five churches or something like that? He finally was stepping in to the position God had for him all of these years. He was just then getting into it. Why did I say all that? Where am I at, Mom? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It would be weird if she was, but <laughs> hallelujah. We are just, yeah, thank you. I'm just getting started. Praise the Lord. Thank, thank you. That's right. I was encouraging you guys. Are you encouraged yet? <laughs> Listen, it, it just comes down to this. Being a doer should be easy for us. You need to start speaking that out of your mouth. Whenever God asks me to do something, His grace is there for me. He gives me the grace to do it. And, and, and listen, listen, listen. When you do it and you see results, you see something impossible happen in your life, when you see the blessings of God overtaking you, man, it just gets, it gets you stirred up. It works. Yay, hallelujah, it works. Amen. Now I want to go to a scripture this morning. I'm going to try to get into this. i got a lot more pages to go. But we're going to go through this. Go to Matthew chapter 6. I want to look at a very familiar scripture. Let me say one other thing real quick before we get to this. What if you've gotten to a place where God has asked you to do something, whether it was last week, last month, last year, several years ago, but you never did it? What do you need to do? Now, I'm going to say something to you. It's very simple. But it's profound if god has spoken something to you to do and you haven't done it yet this is it remember this repent and then do repent and then do i don't know if you're hearing me or not repent and then do whatever he's asking you to do whatever he's asked you to do do it do it and when you do it what's going to happen blessings Amen. So we're going to look at Matthew 6.33. Why are we going to look at Matthew 6.33? I want to look at a scripture that is probably very familiar for most of you in this room. A lot of you can probably quote this scripture. But then it comes down to this. Are you being a doer of this word? Matthew 6.33 says this. But seek first, everybody say first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you when it says these things what's he referring to it's talking about food it's talking about dress and all the other things we need to survive when we are seeking first the kingdom of god all these things shall be added unto you see that's the way our god is when we do his word is he's either in the addition uh, uh um, he likes to add it to us or he'll multiply things to us what a good, good father. But I want to ask you a question. <laughs> this way. Ah. Do you think most do you think most Christians qualify to have all these things added to your life? I would, and I, and I did not say most Christians. I said that very sincerely. 
Do you think most Christians qualify to have all these things added to them? I would have to say no. Because I would say the vast majority of Christians might know how to quote this verse. They're not doing this verse. They're not giving God first place in their lives. Let's take the area. Are you ready? Have you prayed for me? Let's take the area of finances. Are you ready? Here we go. Are you putting God first where your finances are concerned? Because see, for a lot of Christians, when their money comes in, the first thing they think about is paying their bills. Or the first thing they think about is getting something they may need or something they may want. Is that putting God first? Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't want you to pay your bills. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying, we're called to put God Okay, does the word say that or am I making it up? We're called to put, the, put God first. The area of tithing. I know people will argue with me. And I mean argue to their blue in the face. That tithing was part of the old covenant. No, it wasn't. It was established before the old covenant ever came into being. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And listen, it was never done away with. Jesus speaks about tithing. He says to the, that the religious people are tithing on this, this, and this. And then he says, but they're not walking in love. But then Jesus goes, they should do that. They should tithe. And, but they also need to be walking in love. And then there's scriptures in Hebrews that talk about tithing. The bottom line is, tithing is not God trying to get money out of your hands. Do you think God needs your money? God is trying to do what? God is trying to get you to put him first. Tithing was established by God to say, God, I recognize you as my source, as my heavenly daddy. I trust you, Father God. I'm going to get everything that comes into me. I'm going to give 10% back to you. And then guess what happens when we do that? God says we can prove him now in this. That he will open the windows of heaven, pour out so much blessing upon us that we do not have enough room to contain it all. That's what God said. God said if we are tithers, he will rebuke the devourer for us so that the seed we put in the ground will bring us back a mighty harvest. This is what God has said in his word. This is what we can claim as tithers. It, it, when you give to God first, it's telling him that God, you have first place in my life. I don't even hesitate. We don't hesitate. The moment something comes into us, I'm writing a check for that amount, for the 10%. That's what tithe means, 10%. Some people say they give 12% tithe, 50% tithe, 20% tithe. I personally don't agree with that. I think you tithe 10%, but then you give offerings over and above that. And if that's what you want to do, praise the God, praise the God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we need to be givers too, as the Lord leads us to. I firmly believe that because, again, what are we, what's happening? We tithe. All that's going to happen when we give. 
Give and it shall be unto you, unto me. Amen. Called to be givers. We're called to be tithers. And that's how we can put God first place in our lives. That's just one of many areas. You know, one of the things, and this is such an easy thing too. When you wake up in the morning, your eyes open up. Lord, you say, this is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I heard Brother Max say that years ago. And I'm not saying I do it every morning, but I endeavor to try to do it. This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. How simple is that? But what am I doing? What would you be doing? Giving God first place. I want to have everybody in here having all things being added to you. How many would like that? Never having to think about what you wear ever again. Never having to think about what you're going to eat ever again. Never having to think about anything, anything that you need to live and survive in this earth. Glory to God. That's what God wants for us as his children. He wants you and me to be blessed beyond measure. And when we give him first place, we now qualify. See, that's part of doing the word. Are you saying that today? I want to get, I want a bunch of hungry people for Jesus. I want a bunch of people who are going to say, glory to God. Father God, I've been learning about you. I've been hearing about you. I've been gleaning all these things. I've been coming to church. Pastor Dan has been preaching the word of God. I've been hearing the word of God. And by your grace, I'm going to do the word of God. And listen to me. Don't try it. Do it. God doesn't say be triers of the word. He says do it. Be doers of the word. It's a lifestyle. The the just are called to live by when you live by faith that's being a doer and then when we do we'll be blessed God wants us blessed why do you think God put that as one of the big things I say in this church all the time we are blessed to be a blessing why do I do that because I want you blessed. Oh man, I hope you're catching this. I hope you're getting the heart of God here. God wants us all, every single one of us to be so blessed. And then when those people out in the world are hurting, maybe somebody in this church is hurting. We're going to be right there. We're going to be the funnel for his blessings to flow through. Amen. Glory to God. Everybody say, I'm blessed because I'm a doer. By God's grace, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. We believe in Jesus' name that this word is just bouncing off the walls of our hearts. It's taking root on the inside of us. Again, we look to you for the increase, my God. I believe in Jesus' name this church is going to be full of not just hearers of the word, but...